He is the host of a new reality show on EWTM television called Real Life Catholic. Christopher Stefanik will make you panic. Aloha. From the sandy beaches of Hawaii comes a wave of God's love and the challenge to go deeper. Paddle out with us and experience the thrills of the radical plan God has for your life. It's Deep Adventure Radio with your adventure guide, Bear Wozniak. Aloha and welcome to Deep Adventure Radio. I'm your adventure guide, Bear Wozniak, and we do mean Deep Adventure Radio. We're going to go deep with our guest today. His name is Christopher Stefanik. It's kind of cool because Christopher has a new reality show called Real Life Catholic. That's airing on EWTN. And you know what, everyone? All you people that have helped support us and encouraged us so much over the years... Deep Adventure Radio has a new reality show on EWTN television also called Deep Adventure Quest. It's going to premiere on June 8th, so I'll be tuning in for that. Uh, You know, lately, um, the thought of the scripture verse where Jesus said that we are the salt of the earth has been coming to me. And I've just kind of meditated on it here and there over the last six weeks or so to kind of think about what is a salt, well, first of all, we know that back in the Jesus day, salt's main priority was to uh, sustain, uh, to preserve meats. You know, if you salt the meat, it wouldn't become corrupt. And that's why he said if the salt has lost its, its saltiness, the meat is no good but to be thrown onto the garbage heap. Part of being a Christian is to bring salt to the earth to uh, help uh, preserve uh, the morality, you know, to keep the earth from uh, corruption. Another quality of salt is that it can be used to kill weeds. And there are sometimes, uh, I think especially now in this day and age, not that we want to, we're not talking about killing uh, weeds, we're not talking about harming people, we're talking about killing ideas or thoughts, um, not that we shouldn't all be able to f- feel free to think and to reason and to wonder, but we're able to pull out the weeds, we're able to, um, to bring the truth of the salt of, of the truth Two thoughts that are that are misinformed or or not that are not clear thinking, and uh, and bring uh, and and basically kill those kind of that kind of wrongful thinking. <clears throat> the other thing is that salt as a surfer. I mean, I know the people when they first come to the ocean, they're shocked sometimes that the ocean tastes salty, and the reason why. <clears throat> in the, it's really hard to drown in the ocean is because it's so buoyant. Uh, you can. Um, you can uh, float without hardly even having to tread water. And it's because the saltiness of, of the ocean gives us a buoyancy. And spiritually, that's true, too. As If we're salt, uh, you know, we're 86% salt water, by the way, uh, we should be buoyant. We should have a, a joy. We should have a spirit that lifts us, you know, you know up to the Lord. And the other thing is, you know, salt uh, really hurts when you get it in a wound. And, uh, and sometimes uh, that kind of saltiness... Uh, that we experience is from um, from the Lord, uh, you know, working in us uh, with the wounds of a friend heal to abandon our agendas and our sinful nature and our disordered desires and just uh, and just to desire Him. Uh, another quality of salt is that you know, in the Sea of Galilee where Jesus fished was beautiful, rich, and teeming with sea life. But that same water emptied down the Jordan River into a place called the Dead Sea. And the Dead Sea is, I think, about the saltiest place in the world, and nothing can live in that water. And the reason why is because the Dead Sea is below sea level, so the water goes in but doesn't go out. If God has provided you with life and love and 
light uh, and you're just keeping it all to yourself, eventually you're going to... Um, you're going to die. The way you find yourself is to give yourself away. The Sea of Galilee is teeming with life because it receives water from above, and then it, it and then the, the, the a river flows out and goes down into the Dead Sea. It has life because it receives and gives. And so the saltiness that we have, we receive from the Lord, but we need to give it out too, or we end up, you know, dying. So salt, uh, we can't live without salt. You know, I, I take my Onnit salt every day. Um, it has 86 trace minerals. That salt, without salt, you know, we perish. Uh, the other thing is, is that like in Molokai, the island of Molokai, they make, uh, they've made uh, salt there for 100 years uh, from the sea. And uh, the water, you know, rolls up on shore, and then as it evaporates, this this uh, the salt uh, remains uh, on the certain rock basins, and they and they uh, harvest it from there. Well, that's the way it is with us. When the Lord washes over us, and then we have then our praises uh, kind of evaporate up to heaven, uh, we become uh, we become salt. So let the wave of the Holy Spirit flow over you. Spend time with Him in prayer. Uh, enjoy meditating on his word and participating in the sacraments and God will infuse you with a saltiness that is able to preserve the world, able to kill weeds. And also, you know, when things are kind of icy, like in some churches, for example, uh, the first church of the refrigerators, you know, where it's kind of cold and you don't really uh, have a sense that people there are really loving uh, Jesus, then uh, you can be salt too because salt, when you pour it out on ice, it'll melt the ice. So be salt and soften the the ice-cold hearts of people around you by sharing with them the gospel. So we're really excited. You guys, so much is happening with Deep Adventure Ministries. Our new reality show airs June 8th on uh, EWTN television, Deep Adventure Quest. We're going to be doing a season two where we're going to roll thunder on Harleys around the Appalachians and uh, maybe roll into some monasteries and we're going to pursue the interior life. And then my new book, Deep Adventure, The Way of Heroic Virtue, which uh, is, again, another adventurous book like my last book, Deep in the Way of a Surfing Guide to the Soul. And uh, using adventure and using using, uh, the Catholic Catechism and scripture, we pursue uh, the seven virtues. So that's there too. So go to our website, deepadventure.com. You can subscribe to this radio show. If you're a Love to listen on EWTN, but sometimes you miss it. If you subscribe to our newsletter, we send you out the show in a podcast form two days before it airs. So you get kind of have an advanced hearing, and you can share it with your friends. So go to our website, deepadventure.com, and subscribe to our newsletter. We're going to be right back with Christopher Stefanik, so don't panic with more Deep Adventure Radio. I'm your adventure guide, Bear Wozniak. This is Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, and you're listening to Deep Adventure Radio with the one and only Bear Watson. It's about virtue, truth, strength, beauty, faith. It's about grace. Listen to Women of Grace with Jeanette Bankovic weekdays at 11 a.m. Eastern only on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Aloha, this is Bear Wozniak from DeepAdventure.com with a warning. Do not tune in to Deep Adventure Radio unless you're ready to step out of the comfort zone of your life and into the danger zone of the adventure that God has for you. Deep Adventure Radio, Saturdays, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, on your EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. 
on the next Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio. We'll keep you closely connected to the faith with the latest from Rome, the front lines of the pro-life movement, and we'll also take a look at other crucial issues facing you and your family in our one holy Catholic and apostolic church. Catholic Connection, weekday mornings at 9 a.m. Eastern on EWTN Radio. Back to Deep Adventure Radio with Bear Wozniak, suffering in paradise for you. Aloha and welcome back to Deep Adventure Radio. I'm your adventure guide, Bear Wozniak, and today we have a very adventurous uh, man involved in the new evangelization. Uh, We have Christopher Stefanik on with us. Christopher, am I saying your last name properly? Yeah, yeah, uh, I usually say Stefanik, (laughs) kind of like panic, yeah. but Stefanik or whatever, is probably, probably more proper. I, I, My Slovak ancestors settled in New Jersey, and I think we got a little New Jersey uh, pronunciation on the Slovak word. Oh, so. uh, yeah. Well, now, my Ukrainian Woznik background, everyone wants to mispronounce that, too. But, you know, I want to, you know, I want to talk to you about this panic Stefanik uh, situation. You know, I have a friend. His name is Clyde Icow. He's 66 years old. His brother is the famous Eddie Icow. Uh, who wow. who passed away um, trying to save the Hokulea in Hawaii. And uh, I got a text from Clyde the other day uh, that he had a real bad wipeout uh, and is going to require soul, uh, shoulder surgery. He surfed in his brother's uh, big wave, the big wave uh, Eddie event, about f- a few weeks ago. And he, oh was, dro- he was dropping in on 45-foot waves. Uh, oh. he, took, he took three heavy wipeouts. And oh, then he went man. to the beach after his hour-long heat. At the end of the day, paddled back out and caught one more wave, his last wave that he would ever surf uh, in, his, in, in the eddy because of his age. And, and basically, he dropped into this one wave with only one arm paddling because his shoulder was basically ripped up uh, because he took, wow. so he took some heavy hits, you know, uh, you know wiping out the 45-foot you know, high wave. You think about how heavy a bucket of water is, and then you think about it, you know, 100 Olympic-sized pools dumping on your head. Oh, and, dude, it's it's unreal. And I and I heard that you had a similar wipeout recently. <laughs> well, not not quite a forty-five foot wave, but <laughs> I was body surfing last summer, maybe six, seven foot face, and uh, you know, at at the end of it, I didn't I didn't land it gracefully, and my shoulder, man, the, the power of water is unreal. You know, I was like, this is an easy one. You know, it's kind of fun. And, uh, you know, I just got tumbled around a bit and, and I'm, I'm, I'm a fairly big guy, you know, I can control myself in the water, but my shoulders just wrenched back and uh, it's been hurting since last July. So I probably ripped a bunch of things in there, but I tell you, man, water. I, I, so that happens on a six, seven foot. I'm taking 45. I, I can't even imagine. <laughs> yeah. And so was, where was this, by the way? Was this, uh, was it? In- that was Del, Del Mar, California. Oh, out so. in Del Mar. Okay. And of course, I went right back out. I love waves. Yeah, you and Peter Crave, Ty, he's a body surfer too. You know, he loves, he's written three books on, on, on surfing. You know, Professor Crave, he's written 70, over 70 books, but oh, yeah. three of them are on surfing. Well, oh, yeah. Uh, his, his, um, his little book, was it The Ocean and the Meaning of All Things? Yeah. It's Something like that. It's beautiful. It's a gorgeous read. Well, what is it? For those who love the Lord in the ocean. Well, what is it you think uh, about the ocean and, and waves in particular that kind of that, that that draw you or draw us? I think about this a lot. I think it's you know there's there's something about when you look at the night sky and see the vastness, it makes me think of God. You know, it's just the the hugeness of it all. 
but the ocean is more like like God, more like Jesus, more like the incarnation, because it's got that feeling of the vast expanse that you can't take in, and yet you can touch it. <laughs> yeah, you know what? It's true. And like when you body surf, um, it, as Peter Crave says, you know, you become part of the wave. You know, we're eighty six percent salt water, they say anyway. And when you are when you're when yeah. we're surfing, we're we're on the wave. But when you're body surfing, you actually become part of the wave. And that's it. And that's, you know, it's, it's the only wave in nature. You got the sound waves, you got light waves. It's the only one that's like just the right power and size where you could be in it. <laughs> yeah, unless you want to take a huge wipeout, you know. And, and, yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, you know, so you don't have to, I, I love surfing, too, and I stink at it. I'm horrible at surfing on a board. Uh, so you're going to have to give me some tips. Well, everybody is bad at it, you know, uh, and, and one of the biggest problems is people overcorrect their balance and things like that. So, hey, yeah, we are going to get together in about a month or so in, in Hawaii and go surfing, right? Yes, we are. A lot of people don't know Christopher Stefanik, uh, the rhymes with panic has a, a reality a reality show and they launched it early i was watching it last week uh the, the promo i didn't get to actually see it but real life catholic now is a reality show on ewtn television yeah yeah i'm so excited about it man it's so you know it's so cool yeah. i wrote to them about a year and a half ago and i and i you know i'd had a reality show on fox fuel called clean break and i go you know it's so hard to do um it's just that we need to do something new to to uh, something different, and it's so hard to do good quality drama because you need a good script, good actors, and a good budget. And uh, you know, uh, we need to do more than just people listening to people talk. You know, we need to have uh, kind of a live you know, interaction. And most reality shows are so stupid. You know, they're full of petty drama, but real life is all yeah. Rocky Balboa. I mean, how many people do you meet in your in your ministry? Everybody is Rocky Balboa. Everybody's got real life uh, challenges, and so going out and and uh, and and doing a reality show makes a lot of sense. So you know we have a, a new reality show coming out too in June on EWTN called Deep Adventure Quest. So I think you and I are kind of like the points of the spear on this, aren't we? You know, in a sense. I think so, man. That's exciting. Yeah, well, you know, and most reality TV. It's, it's, it's just they try to leave God out of the conversation, you know, but to get into real life and, and you know, include the ultimate reality that's on everybody's heart and mind, that thing inside of people that makes them tick, which is their faith and how they see life and their place in the universe, you know, to just bring that conversation back to the forefront, uh, not in a forced way, but even in a natural way. Um yeah, that, that's reality. That's that's reality. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's so cool. kind of can lift my soul up. You know, it's such a great way to say it. Yeah, the ultimate reality show really is what is what is what it is. And and I guess you and I are going to go. Well, I don't know. Nick Falls has some things set up for your 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 producer. Or your uh, I'm not sure what his whole function is there in your ministry. But I guess we're going to go surfing, uh, maybe hike up Diamond Head, uh, maybe do some stand up paddling too, which is which is great. You can do that anywhere in the world, and just enjoy that's the beauty. Awesome. And just enjoy the beauty. Of Hawaii, you know, a lot of people come out to Hawaii. This is before my ministry began, but they would come out, maybe send a son out, or a couple guys, or a husband would come out, or something, and they would go take this guy and, and give him an adventure. 
And so we would do that, and then we would always, I'd always end up somewhere on the edge of a cliff or on the edge of the ocean, somewhere. You know, it's, it's on the edge where you kind of get a better view, right? So I'd take them kind of to the edge of themselves, and then bring them to the edge of a cliff or something. And I'd have them journal and write a, a letter to themselves and to God, and and uh, and that, I think we're gonna—that's the kind of experience you and I are gonna have together. So I'm 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 really really stoked as as we say in Hawaii to. Um, Experience oh, yeah. and bring it to the audience too. Hey, do you know what our reality show is going to be? Our second can't season? wait, dude. Okay, no, so, tell me, tell me okay, what's this about? Okay, what's it okay, our first one, Deep Adventure Quest, was based on my adventure retreats, and we this one happens to be a surfing retreat we did in Cocoa Beach, and it's about the seven virtues. But the next wow. one is going to be so cool. We're gonna, you know, I'm a member of Sons of Hawaii. I used to be a one percenter club, and we're going to uh, we're going to get Harley's. And we're going to ride. I, I think the plan is to leave EWTN Studios, like four or five or six of us guys. You got to join us on part of it if you can. And we're going to uh, monastery hop and basically spend eight days uh, riding through the Appalachian Mountains and pursuing the interior life. So you're going to have rolling thunder into these monasteries and uh, times by <laughs> streams talking and stuff like that. I mean, doesn't that just sound? Isn't that going to be cool? We call it the long ride home. Oh, man, that's going to be awesome. Yeah, so do you ride at all? No, but it's a dream someday. <laughs> we, may, we, we may have to have you just show up by a stream with us sometime and, you know, talk story with us on part of the. We're going to have people just kind Dude. of show up here and there, so it's going to be so a, cool. Well, how, how in the world does someone uh, go from uh, – so where were you raised, by the way, then? Were you raised in on the on the ocean? No, raised in New Jersey, and oh. I, I uh, met my beautiful wife. She's from Venice Beach in California. <laughs> And fell in love with her and the ocean at the same time. <laughs> and then, and now you're in Colorado, right? Isn't the, the, yeah, yeah, in Colorado Springs, or where are you guys? No, Denver. Oh, not, Denver. Not far from Denver. Okay. So. Yeah. And I know there's no ocean in Colorado. I'd rather not talk about that. But you know what? There's so many Cali people move to move to the mountains. I mean, really, the the agro attitude of the of the snowboarder skier type people is the same as the agro of the surfer. You know, it's not, it's very yeah, similar yeah. mindset. And but hey, there's hey, no there's no comparison to the ocean, man. We miss it every every year. Um, March, you're like, should we move? Yeah, but you know, you sink roots and kids sink roots. But uh, we we try to get to the ocean as much as we can. Well, we got you coming out to Hawaii. I know you're going to be speaking while you're there. Um, But hey, let's let's backtrack a little bit. Um, So, how is it that? I just love the way that you say your last name rhymes with panic. Christopher Stefanik, <laughs> the man who causes panic. <laughs> how does this, how does, how does, how do they make one of you? I mean, how did, how did you become you? I mean, how, talk to us about your, your conversion experience. Yeah. yeah. You know, I was uh, you know, raised, raised a Catholic and my parents are good practicing Catholics. And you know, as a kid was not very interested in it. You know, I had, I always had a sense of God. And oh, never missed math on Sunday, you know. But after school, I think sixth, seventh grade, I was I was drinking, uh, you know, heavy drinks, and, and um, it, was, it was kind of amazing at that age, you know. I mean, I got I was in a you know good home and a good neighborhood, but you know, I just started getting into bad things quickly. And I have a distinct memory of one time I was at a friend's house after school. I was coloring. I had a crayon in one hand and a shot of Jack Daniels in the other hand, and that's the. Uh, I guess that's a confused kid that I was. <laughs> Living life large. <laughs> yeah, right. And and my parents dragged me off to a retreat. Um, I didn't really want to go. So I love coerced religious experiences for teenagers. You know, people say, ah, my mom made me go. I had to come. But good. You're the person we want to talk to, right? Right. And, 
uh, it just blew my mind. You know, I, my, my heroes have been like my rock star gods, you know, um, but then I saw the people around me. I mean, the people on the stage were, were great and they gave great talks, but it was really the people that I was surrounded by. Uh, the early Christians called themselves the living ones. And I saw this life in those people and realized that I got nothing inside of myself. I, and I was, I was in eighth grade. And that, and I thought, you know, that, those are my heroes. This is who I want to be. I want, I want life to the full. Jesus did come to make me born. gave, came to give me life. Uh, totally turned my life around. And totally turned my perspective. You know, I, I, I'd come home and fall back into the same sins, um, but I wasn't the same. Uh, you know, my sins didn't taste good anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. The taste of the Lord. Oh, that is so cool. Yeah, your sins just didn't have that for that that punch for you anymore. You know, one of the things I noticed when I, you know, I, be, I gave my life to the Lord when I was nineteen, but I was pursuing Him my whole life. Yeah. It just took me that long for um, for the encounter to take place, but I remember the same thing going in, and, and and it was the people. And what I what struck me about them was that they were so comfortable being themselves. They were yeah. so, there was a joy in them that was just this relaxed sort of. They, there was no posers there. There was no one that felt they needed to impress anybody. They were comfortable with themselves because um, you know they were they were children. They felt their, I guess, the affirmation of the Holy Spirit in their hearts just you know, did something. But one of the things I first realized is these guys, speaking of reality shows, these are very real people. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, uh, and I, I, I decided I wanted what, what they have. And, you know, that kind of, that kind of uh, brings the conversation to the fact that, speaking of the new evangelization, uh, you know, the gospel is more caught than taught, isn't it? Yeah, amen. Amen. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a life that you're brought into. It's an experience. <laughs> You know, you got to internalize it. Uh, I mean, we, we, and, and then once someone internalizes that, they want everything else, you know? But until that, there's no intention to believe, you know? They, they care less about everything else you're throwing at them. That's why everything's got to be centered in the gospel and, and bringing people into a prayerful encounter with Jesus. That's it. That's what it's all about. Yeah, and it's, and it's not, and it's not, you know, um, gosh, I was reading a, uh, my Navarre Bible yesterday, I think it was, uh, and there was a there was a commentary in there about how it's not, it's it's out of the catechism. I forget exactly the statement, but it's basically like if you just believe, and you don't have faith and love to go with it, you know, if you don't have a, a, a an act of faith and a love that goes with it, belief isn't enough to get you to heaven. You know, that doesn't do it. Yeah. It's it's this encounter, this experience, this this relationship. Uh, how did that begin to develop for you after that? Did you spend more yeah, time Yeah, that was a big quote, by the way, brother. I mean, the, the, the devil knows there's a God. <laughs> right. Demons tremble. Heck, the right? devil knows more theology than anybody else. Right. And <laughs> <laughs> you know, orthodoxy, I mean, he, he knows it correctly, you know, but he, he, there's not that love. Um, you know, after after that, I, I so I come home, fall back into the same junk, and, and I tell you, people people tell me like, you know, kids, you bring them on these retreats, they go home, they're doing the same thing. It's just a waste. No, it's not, because it's again that that fundamental shift in the soul. Um, but it didn't stick really till you know my my parents, specifically my mom, uh, started getting into the rosary. And I became a little rosary addict, you know, and I, and <laughs> I, I really took up the, the habit of daily prayer. And Mother Teresa said, my secret is simple, I pray. You know, I started making that the foundation of my life. That and uh, the sacrament of confirmation. I really saw it before and after in myself when I was confirmed. 
and that I had this new power to live this out in my daily life and, and to be a witness. You know, I started making it my goal to share something about my faith with with a friend at school every day, like, you know, pick one person, Lord, send somebody to me to share, to share you with, you know? And I was a cool kid. I had long hair and I had to still hanging out with the, you know, hanging around the kids who were smoking weed, but I wasn't, you know, but there was a rosary dangling from my pocket then, you know, and I, <laughs> I was able to just bring Jesus up gracefully in any conversation with anybody, you know, um, and sometimes not so gracefully, but, you know, I tried. Uh, so it's, it's that stuff that made it stick in the daily life that I, there was no turning back, you know, yeah, you know that, and obviously mm-hmm. still a journey, still a struggle. Yeah. You know, that same uh, part of ca- the catechism, it follows up with saying that it is a necessary part of salvation to share your faith. You know, it's, it, yeah. it's, it's not, you know, it's not a private matter and, and you don't have to, you know, people ask me, well, you're a, 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 an evangelist. What's your program for evangelization? And I said the exact same thing you said. I pray. I pray. Amen. I'm so in love with Jesus. You know, I tell people if you're not spending an hour of the day of the, of, with the Lord every day, you're you're a poser. And secondly, you're missing out. Um, it's, so, it's, <laughs> it's so hard to pray. It's so hard to pray for ten minutes a day. It really is. And it's harder to oh, pray. Yeah. It's harder to pray for twenty, but it's easy to pray for an hour. You know what I mean? I hear you, man. Yeah. I do. We're, we're talking you got to make it a priority. We're talking with uh, Christopher Stefanik, the man that makes uh, people panic. Uh, he has a new uh-huh. reality show called, from his website, reallifecatholic.com, a new reality show on EWTN television. Uh, and uh, we're, he and I are going to be doing uh, a, a part of this, a shoot in uh, Hawaii for his show. I'm going to try to get him on my new, new reality show called Deep Adventure Quest on EWTN. So your website again, Christopher, so people can, uh, can find you is what? reallifecatholic.com It's a great website, by the way, and he's got some great uh, books and uh, downloadable MP3s there, too. Uh, This is Barry Wozniak. I'm your adventure guide. My co-adventure guide is Christopher Stefanik. We'll be right back with more Deep Adventure Radio. Deep Adventure Radio, going deeper into the heart of God. The young people are the future of the church, and right here they are also the present. Let your faith catch on fire as you get to know the young guests who stand up firm for their faith on the Rock of Christ, forever young. On the next Life on the Rock, only on EWTN. Life on the Rock is seen and heard around the world on EWTN. For dates and times in your area, log on to EWTN.com. Are people challenging your faith? Do you wish you knew how to explain it better? Well, then tune in to hear Father Mitch Pacwa and his guests setting the record straight on all matters faith and reason. Next time on EWTN Live, only on EWTN. EWTN Live with Father Mitch Pacwa is seen and heard around the world. For dates and times in your area, log on to EWTN.com. A little over a year ago, we made a promise to provide global coverage of the news from a Catholic point of view. Since then, we've kept that promise. From our ever-growing presence at the White House and on Capitol Hill, to our daily reports at the Vatican, we continue to find stories of faith and hope and cover tragedy and human suffering with empathy and compassion. Tackling the topics others don't. Asking the questions other networks won't. We're with Pope Francis as he travels the world and every step of the way at home. We don't just broadcast the news five nights a week. We deliver the truth. EWTN News Nightly. 
Watch it every weeknight at 6 Eastern on EWTN or listen to an encore broadcast at 9 Eastern right here on EWTN Radio. EWTN News Nightly. Global coverage. Catholic Perspective. Deep Virtue with Bear Wozniak. Aloha, this is Bear Wozniak coming to you from Waikiki Beach with another Deep Virtue segment. It's a beautiful day today in Waikiki. Um, Not a lot of waves, but my normal thing that I do uh, late in the late morning every day is I get my stand-up paddleboard and I, I paddle out and I stand-up paddle about a mile and a half uh, one direction. There's about nine reefs along that route and I surf two or three waves on each reef and then do a little beach workout and then I paddle back from Alamoana Bulls and surf uh, the back nine as I call it. But while I'm surfing the back nine, I, uh, I pray the rosary and I pray the rosary, I pray a decade of the rosary for each of my children and for uh, my wife and for anyone that's special in my life. And I find it's just a great time. Um, I'm not really surfing that much on my way back. I'm mostly just paddling hard against the wind. I'm just focusing on my paddle strokes. And uh, saying the rosary, um, I think it was Father Pio that said, the, the Padre Pio that said that the rosary was his weapon. And I've been with Doug Berry uh, from Life on the Rock and EWTN uh, uh, speaking. And when he's speaking, he's holding that rosary in his hand. He considers it his weapon too. Uh, the, power of, the power of prayer, the power of intercession, uh, and asking Mary to intercede for us is a, is a, is, is a powerful thing. Remember that uh, she is the mother of God. And when you ask her to pray for you, just like at the wedding of Canaan, uh, you know, she, she told Jesus, hey, you know, they're, they're in trouble. They've run out of wine. And he said, what does that have to do with me? And then she told the servants, do whatever he tells you to do. And he responded to the intercession of his mother, and he uh, performed his first miracle. If you want to see miracles in your lives, and especially in the lives of your children and your family members, uh, pray the rosary and ask Mary to intercede for those people. I've seen beautiful changes in my family's lives as a result of that. This is Bear Wozniak with another Deep Virtue segment. You can go to deepadventure.com for more information. Aloha. Deep Virtue with Bear Wozniak. Find out more at deepadventure.com. Now back to Paradise and Deep Adventure Radio. Aloha, this is Bear Wozniak, your adventure guide. I've got Christopher Stefanik, the man who causes panic in the house with us. Mm-hmm. He has a, a he, you know, he's a real-life Catholic. That's why his ministry is called reallifecatholic.com. He travels all over the country. Um, really, I looked at your schedule. It's quite daunting. It's not just like once a week. It's like two or three times a week uh, all over the country, including Hawaii. And uh, and so we're stoked to have Christopher with us. Christopher is also has a new reality show on EWTN television. Uh, it's also called Real Life Catholic, right? The name of the reality show? That's right. Yeah. Real Life Catholic. So, you know, I, I was checking out some of the some of your uh, your website. You guys, you got to go to the website, reallifecatholic.com. It's got some great uh, content there that you can you can get and how you can uh, get Christopher to come visit your parish or conference. But I, I, I dug one of your titles. It was called Absolute Relativism. What was it again? Mm-hmm. What's it called? Absolute Relativism, yeah. You know, Patrick that... Coffin named that one for me. <laughs> oh, I love Patrick Coffin, man. Have you ever seen him do his magic? Oh, dude, it's unbelievable. <laughs> I, 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 at first, I'm, I'm watching him do some of this stuff. I'm like, Patrick, did you sell your soul to the devil? <laughs> 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 yeah, and it's because, why do people say that, man? Why, why can't it be the Holy Spirit giving me magic in here? <laughs> oh, yeah, I once, I once, I once had to pay two hundred and fifty dollars for a book. And I tell you why. A friend came out of my house. He goes, "I'm, I'm a magician. I bet I can read your mind." And I go, "You can't read my mind." And he, and he says, "Well, yeah, I can." 
you have a book around here? Something? Oh, I have a book right here. And he pulled, pulls out a book and gives it to me. He goes, just look at any place in this book. And if you see uh, a, a noun uh, that's more than three syllables, just focus on it. And I'm going to see if I can figure out what, you, what it is. Yeah, uh, and make sure it starts with a consonant because that's easier for me to pick out. And so I, I flip through the pages and I see the word bartender, and I so just focus on that. And he goes, "Is it the word bartender?" And I felt like I was gonna just, uh, you know, collapse. I was this guy's demon possessed or something, you know. And uh, it turns out, it, it turns out that there's this book looks like a Danielle Still uh, novel, but every uh, word in there that's th- now that has three syllables or more in it that starts with the letter B happens to be the word bartender. Oh and, you know, my God! With the T is the word television. So I remember I had the same experience. I had a a, a young guy. I, I just met this guy, um, and, and I pull. And, but this book, I had to buy it. He wouldn't tell me the secret. I had to pay for it, right? So oh I, man! I own the book, but I I, remember, I was uh, met this one guy uh, who was a physical trainer, and uh, pulled the stunt on him, and he fled. He just fled the room, and later I, I <laughs> later I later I, I, I trained him and developed him, and he became a world champion tandem surfer. So, but yeah, so oh, I understand nice. that Patrick nice. Coffin is just just amazing. But you know, oh, I, really, I, so, yeah. I mean, and, and, and it sounds like his his sense of humor to name it that because how do you get absolute relativism? <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's the new decay shift, right? It, it's, it's that I. Uh, the idea that truth is relative. Each person makes up their own truth for themselves. Um, that there is no objective, absolute truth. And people are, are uh, almost violent about the pushing a relativist agenda in the world, you know? And they think that if you're not a relativist, you're an enemy of peace, you're intolerant, and of course, tolerance is the only virtue that matters to people nowadays. Well, there's nothing, and, and, more, there's nothing more intolerant what, than a moral uh, relativist. That's right. Uh, there's no such thing as truth. Adolf Hitler said that. Uh, there's nothing more relativistic than fascism. Mussolini said that. <laughs> you, know. you know. So this idea that being a relativist and not believing in spiritual, moral absolutes makes us tolerant just doesn't pan out in history. Yeah. And the accusation that believing in absolute truth when it comes to spiritual and moral things. I mean, everybody's, everybody believes in absolutes when it comes to math or science. People don't say, you know, two plus two is five for me. I made up my own truth, man. Don't, don't pose your four on my five, right? Uh, <laughs> but spiritual things, they fall into relativism. The, 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 the idea that believing in absolutes leads to intolerance doesn't pan out in history either. I mean, look at Mother Teresa of Calcutta. Right? She disagreed with Hindus about who Jesus is. She thought they're dead wrong. She gave her life serving Hindus. She disagreed with the gay lifestyle, and she disagreed with even calling yourself gay. She said, you know, don't call them that. Call them children of God. We're not defined in relation to an attraction. Um, but she started the first AIDS hospice in New York City. You know, this is back in the 80s when people thought, you know, you might get sneezed on and get AIDS. It's because of the climate of terror. We were wondering, is the world going to end? So before the gay community did, she went and started the AIDS hospice. You know, so I wrote a booklet about, about this whole trend, about labeling us haters and bigots and intolerant because we claim to know truth um, and, and kind of dismantling that, you know, especially especially targets college students who, um, well, first off, you, you speak to college students, you hit anybody, right? But it, I really had them in mind because they go off to college and, man, they are, they are indoctrinated with relativism in, in, an, in an intolerant fashion. Yeah, yeah. There, there, there's, you go ahead. 
Christopher, go ahead. No, I, I just I was talking to a college student the other day from Colorado Springs. He said his his freshman orientation they had they gathered the whole school. This is a state school. They gathered the whole school together, and um, they had an assembly. And half the assembly was like thirty minutes. A guy talking about how to get buzzed without getting too drunk and how to sustain your buzz. And the last part of the assembly, there was somebody uh, talking about sex and had the entire student body stand on their feet and start chanting, it's okay if you're gay. <laughs> and this and this student was thinking, okay, well, you know, I mean, if you have an attraction, you know, that's whatever. I mean, it's it's uh, it's just an attraction. But, you know, they're obviously were saying more than that. They were saying this lifestyle is okay. So he said, I can't, I can't agree with that. So he left the room. He's walking down the hallway and he's stopped by student te- and, and teacher who said, get back in there. This is a federally mandated assembly. And, and he goes, show me your badge. <laughs> and uh, they're like, okay, fine, you can leave. Wow. So this is this is the kind of junk kids are encountering in college. That there's this intolerant relativism. That they're making sure everyone agrees with them that especially with sexual ethics, there is no truth that everyone can chart their own course. And if you disagree with that, there's something wrong with you, you know, yeah. and we're going to call you out. You know, I was, uh, <clears throat> you know, I once had a bunch of, uh, I guess they were teenagers, um, high school, college in my house. <clears throat> and I asked all of them, uh, how will we decide which way North is? And, uh, and they said, well, you know, w- what we will do then is they finally said, we'll all stand up at the same time and point, And wherever the average is, then we'll consider that to be north. And so they did that. And there was kind of because interesting because some people would kind of point and then they would see someone else point in another direction and they would change it. So there were pockets of people, you know, pointing certain directions. And the average wasn't so bad. It was only 23 degrees off of true north. I had my compass. But in Hawaii, if you're charting a course and you're just a couple degrees off, you're going to miss an island. Your next stop is 2,500 miles away. So, yeah. And the other thing is they, they, their, their, their one absolute value is that there's no absolute values, which is a, a, a self-contradictory you know, a, a, a statement. And, you know, you think about Pilate. Pilate said, well, Jesus was standing in front of him. What is, truth? what is truth? And and truth, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, the life. And no one can to the Father but by me. I mean, Jesus is like the biggest, baddest bouncer there is. There's no backdoor pass. Right. You gotta come through him. And he's 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 Sophia, he's logos, he's he's truth itself. And uh and and so, you know, what what is what is our response to that? How do we how do we deal with that? You know, they, they, there's I mean the show that if it doesn't work in real life. You know, when you when you face a moral evil, you know that it's that there's such a thing as truth when it comes to morals. Uh, Giuliani, who was the mayor of New York after 9/11, he stood in front of a bunch of world delegates at the UN, and he said, uh, "The era of moral relativism has come to an end." So you can't sympathize with grossly immoral actions. No, he, he went on to say, you know, I'm a Catholic, so I'm personally opposed to abortion, but I'm not going to impose that on other people. But you know, for that one day, I don't think anyone in, in the country would be talking like a relativist. When you see an evil, you know it's an evil. So it doesn't work in, in real life and doesn't work as a philosophy, because like you said, it contradicts itself. It says it's absolutely true that nothing is absolutely true, right? Uh, but I think the, the greatest smackdown for relativism is to point to examples like Mother Teresa, because people won't even consider being uh, talked out of their relativistic uh, patterns of thought if they think that, that you know, if, I, if I'm going to adopt this idea that there's truth, 
well, that would make me a Nazi. It would make me a horrible person. It would make me a jerk. So they're not even going to be open to the conversation. So it's really important to point to those examples. Of like, no, no, you, you can not only be very loving, but a saint and believe that other people are wrong. You know, and it's, it's just reminding them of that, oh, yeah, duh. I mean, I mean, most of us learned in kindergarten how to disagree about blocks that you're fighting over and not hit the person over the head you're disagreeing with. It's really not complicated, you know, but the world's pretending it's complicated now. It, and it's important to, to preface things like when we, when we argue with people about things like a definition of marriage or whatever it is, to, to just preface it and say, look, I don't hate you. I just disagree with you. That's okay. You know, a beautiful example of that, and we got to take a break here in a moment, though. You know, Peter said, be ready to give a reason for your faith or for your hope. I love the words uh, reason, by the way. But he also said it to, to, give, a, to give a gentle and, and kind response because, you know, you're not going to convince people. The Holy Spirit's going to convince people. Uh, and, but there's no one more prepared to uh, reach out to the neo-atheists um, and the confused relativists than a thinking, well-formed, Catholic. Uh, we're talking with a real Catholic, uh, Christopher Stefanik, the man who brings panic wherever he goes. Uh, <laughs> he's with RealLifeCatholic.com. His new reality show uh, is on EWTN Television. We're going to be right back with more, more with our guest, Christopher Stefanik. This is Bear Wozniak, your adventure guide for Deep Adventure Radio. International Deep Adventure Radio. To help you get more from the Global Catholic Network, EWTN offers a monthly program guide completely free of charge. This handy schedule tells you where to look for your favorite Catholic programs. For your free guide, write to EWTN Program Guide, Irondale, Alabama, 35210. This is Barbara McWiggin. Don't miss the good fight. EWTN's live radio talk show on Saturdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. What does it profit a man to conquer the whole world if he cannot conquer himself? The saints are Mother Church's greatest conquerors. We only have one life to live. Let us together strive for sanctity while we have the breath to breathe. The Good Fight, Saturdays at 2 p.m. Eastern. God bless you. EWTN is now on Twitter. Get short, timely messages from EWTN on your computer or cell phone. It's easy to stay up to date on a wide variety of topics. Pro-life news, Vatican announcements, catechesis, apologetics, the latest EWTN programming, and more. You can link to EWTN on Twitter from our homepage or go to twitter.com slash EWTN. At work, at home, at school, and on the road, stay connected to your world with EWTN's Twitter page. Wax up your boards. Let's paddle in for another wave of Deep Adventure Radio. Aloha and welcome back to Deep Adventure Radio. I'm your adventure guide, Bear Wozniak. We have with us Christopher Stefanik, who has a new reality show on EWTN called Real Life Catholic. And by the way, everybody, uh, Deep Adventure Ministries has a new reality show, too, called Deep Adventure Quest, airing on uh, EWTN TV starting in June. You know, there's a scripture verse that says, if you're really open and you you just kind of are, are, are... are, are gentle and meek, uh, and, and you're just kind of open to relationship with God. <clears throat> that you'll find you'll find a relationship with God. 
Actually, that's not in the Bible. I don't even know where, where that came mm-hmm. from. The scripture says that God is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. He says, if you seek me, I will let you find me. I know what I have in store for you. Plans for peace, not destruction. A future reserved for, for you full of hope. If you seek me, I will let you find me. If you seek me with all your heart, I will let you find me. And Jesus said, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, strength, and mind. God is the only being, the only thing you can desire in your life with all your heart. And God is the rewarder, not of those who passively say, well, if there is a God, I'm open to it. He's the rewarder of those who seek him. And so uh, we have as our guest Christopher. Christopher, talk story with us about just the reality of the gospel in our lives. You know, I, I, uh, I often think of my own heart as a father when I think of the message of the gospel, you know. Because I think the gospel reveals the heart of God the Father for each of us. Um, and and uh, you know, one, one particular event in my life that showed me the heart of God the Father, I, I lost my son for 20 minutes. We were camping in the Colorado Rockies, and he ran off after some other family thinking it was us, and he was four, and he found himself you know, in the midst of these trees and sits down, and we start screaming his name, right? He won't respond to us. And, and there was um, there was a pond where we're camping. I thought he drowned, so I ran to find him. And I was knee deep in this water looking for him. And this prayer just exploded from my heart. You know, it wasn't premeditated. It just came from who I am as a dad, which is a little echo of who God is as my father. And I said, Lord, you've done so much good for me. You've given me a great life. You've given me so many blessings. I want you to take it all back right now and give me my son. And um, thank God we found Joey and God didn't kill me. (laughs) (laughs) But he gave me the littlest glimpse of his love for me and you and everybody listening. You know, that when we wander into the forest of sin, God the Father didn't look down from heaven and say, you know what, guys, I created you for myself. I had great plans for you. You know, but you chose to, to reject me, so go ahead, be broken. You know, lose yourself. No, no, no. He looked down from heaven and said, you know what? Take my life. Take everything. I'll die for you on a cross. I'll be your food in the Eucharist. I'll be waiting for you in confession. You, I just want my son. I just want my daughter to come home. And uh, in the scales of a father's love, one child outweighs everything. And that's how God looks at us. And, And that's the message of the gospel. It reveals who God is. And it also reveals who we are. You know, we tend to define ourselves in light of our sins, in light of our failures, in light of our faults. Uh, but we, we're, we're worth more than that. We're worth God the Son to God the Father. That's our net worth. And uh, that's the best news in all of human history. <laughs> there's nothing more beautiful. I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing that compares with what we have in the gospel message. You know, and there's a lot of other things about Catholicism. There's all the moral teachings, there's the doctrines, the story of the saints, the rituals, all these beautiful things. But it all explodes from that one central point, that God loves us, He gave His life for us, and He called us to give our lives in return. And if we get that, then the rest of Catholicism looks beautiful. And if we don't get that, the rest of Catholicism looks ugly. It looks like a set of rules and principles that are hard to understand and difficult to bear. 
You know, it's, it's kind of like marriage without the context of love. And it's like, uh, you know, hey, you get to give up all your closet space. You get to uh, report to someone about where you are the rest of your life. You get to have kids that take all your money, right? And that's all good. <laughs> but uh, it's, not, it's not a good idea. It, it, if you get to give yourself to this person and give yourself to you because you fall in love, suddenly everything else makes sense about marriage. You know, and, and in the context of that love of the Father, everything else is beautiful about Catholicism. So that central message is, uh, it's, it's my life's work with Real Life Catholic. It's, uh, it's the main thing I do when I travel around and speak at parishes, is to share the love of the Father and call people to the fundamental, the primary conversion encounter with Jesus Christ. You know, uh, Christopher, we think about so many of the great saints. I'm thinking of Augustine right now where uh, that moment in time when he, he said, when will it be? A, 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 another day, another day, another day? Why, why not let it be today? And he finally surrendered mm-hmm. everything, uh, you know, all his other agendas and his wants and his desires and just surrendered himself to, to, that, to mm-hmm. Jesus and to that personal encounter. Um, do you think you could help uh, pray that kind of prayer with our, our audience or maybe some people that need to return to Christ or have never had that experience of a personal encounter with Jesus? Yeah, man. And you know what? It just starts with a simple yes. Right? I mean, I've met people who are dating for years. It's like, dude, when are you going to ask this woman to marry you? Right? Well, I'm not ready for marriage. If people get married, it's like, I'm not ready for kids. Dude, you're never ready for kids, right? <laughs> but but all that love, the kids, the marriage, everything, it starts with a simple yes. And, and when someone offers their life to you, they want your yes. They want you, your life in return. So, yeah, I'd be honored to pray, man. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Uh, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, you gave your life, not just for the whole world, but for me. For me. For me. And you're standing here right now. You know, just like a, a man will take a knee in front of a woman and offer a ring. Lord, you are standing here right now offering your life to the people who are listening. And there's someone listening right now, Lord. You're calling them. You're offering them your life. And what do you want back? You want everything. And that person might be thinking, yeah, but uh, I don't understand it all. You don't have to understand it all. Yeah, but I have a sin that I really like. Okay, fine. St. Augustine once prayed, Lord, help me be pure, but not yet. (laughs) He was praying, Lord, I'm a mess, but hey, I'm your mess. Or you might be thinking, yeah, but there's this part of my head that's messed up. Okay, your head's in a bad neighborhood. Don't go in there alone, right? You don't have to have it all together. He's still offering his life. And just as you are, wants you back. So Jesus, right here, right now, right as we are, to say yes to you. Say yes, Jesus. You know, if you're listening right now, man, say yes, Jesus. Out loud with me right now. Yes, Jesus. Take me as I am. Lord, I tried to be Lord of my own heart, of my own life. Doesn't work. I invite you to be Lord of my life right now. Amen. Thank you for giving us life to the full. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. You know, my I was fortunate to give my life to the Lord uh, when I was 19, experienced the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And then my father <clears throat> invited these same people to come over and talk with him. And he was a business executive and just was not used to talking like this. And yeah. he felt he needed to get all cleaned up and just go to confession a thousand times and and anything, everything before he could could say that yes to God. And then one of them just said, don't you know, Greg, it's a come-as-you-are party. 
And so that's what we are, yeah. we're invited to. We're invited to the Come As You Are wedding feast, basically. So Amen. We've been talking Amen. with Christopher Stefanik from reallifecatholic.com. We both have new reality shows on EWTN television, so um, we're going to a new, a new dimension with uh, EWTN. But you can find Christopher at reallifecatholic.com. Uh, aloha, Christopher. Thank you for joining us. Any, any last word you want to say? Man, the Lord loves you. He's uh, he's number one. Amen. You know, make him your number one, and he gives you life to the full. Amen. He's never outdone. We'll be seeing you in Hawaii soon, Christopher. Uh, we'll be right back. This is Bear Wozniak with more Deep Adventure Radio. Serve some real and radical ways to live your faith. Hi, this is Gary Zimak from FollowingTheTruth.com with this week's Surf Up for DeepAdventure.com. I remember back when I was in high school, I took driver's education. Now, at the time, I had this big old Dodge Charger, humongous car with a big dent in the side of it, and I would always drive it a little bit recklessly when I was younger. But when I had driver's ed, I felt confident because I learned that when you are driving on ice, what you need to do is accelerate slightly and turn into the skid. Well, that was great. I thought I was really confident I was going to handle any situation. Now, where I'm from, I grew up in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. We have a lot of ice and snow. So one day I was driving the car. I ended up getting on ice, and I remembered my directions, but I totally panicked. And instead of doing what I was supposed to do, I turned away from the skid, and I put my foot on the brake. So as a result, what happened was the car started to spin. And you know, when I tell this story, it sounds funny, but I remember that so many times when we look back in sacred scripture, we see people who panicked in the same way that I did. When the apostles were traveling in a boat with Jesus, Jesus was right with them. They began to panic when the storm kicked up at sea. My friends, so many times we do the same thing in our lives. We know the rules. We know the Lord's there. We know he's with us all the time. But what happens? We panic just as I did when I was driving on ice. And my advice to you is to always remember the Lord is with you. He's with you at all times. He's got your back. He knows what you're about to get yourself into. He knows the end of the story, even if you don't. Trust that he's there. Try not to panic. And when you find yourself in a difficult situation, instead of giving in to worry, turn to the Lord, and trust in his providence. My friends, this is Gary Zimak from followingthetruth.com with this week's Surf's Up for DeepAdventure.com. Surf's Up. Go deep or go home. Aloha and welcome back to Deep Adventure Radio. Great having Christopher Stefanik on our show. Um, we're kind of like two uh, people kind of cut out of the same cloth. We both have new reality shows airing on EWTN television. His is called Real lifecatholic.com and ours is called Deep Adventure Quest and um, ours is going to be getting airing on June 8th. The premiere will be that night. My new book uh, Deep Adventure The Way of Heroic Virtue uh, comes out uh, real soon so you can go on our website deepadventure.com and pre-order that book and you can subscribe to our newsletter there. You know, A lot of people love to listen to the show on EWTN Live but also you can listen to it on any podcast app and in fact if you subscribe to our newsletter we send it out to you two days early so you can listen to it and uh, share it with your friends and uh, and uh, you know be involved in the new evangelization, the new evangelization with us. So go to our website, deepadventure.com. We have um, my books. We have some cool, cool Deep Adventure t-shirts, things that kind of get a conversation started. We have, of course, the Warrior Rosary there, which you know I love. And so 
Go to our website, subscribe to our newsletter, check out our store, and uh, become part of the ministry. And uh, leave us a message there. You can leave a voice message there. Uh, there's a little uh, widget there that you can do that, and we can use it on our show. So uh, until next week, everybody, this is Bear Wozniak. May the breath of the Holy Spirit aloha you. Aloha. This is Deep Adventure Radio. Hear archived shows, buy Bear's book, Deep in the Wave, A Surfing Guide to the Soul, and sign up for our Wave of the Week email at deepadventure.com. For the latest news on Bear and Deep Adventure, visit us on Facebook and share Deep Adventure with your friends. The most radical thing you can do in life is abandon yourself to the wild adventure of God's will. Deep Adventure Radio.